I'm going to go on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise. Come on, brother. Love him. How about it? Let's give it up to him. Amen. God bless our good evangelist this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. I wonder, would you lift your voice to the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Come on. We serve a mighty good God in this house today. He's able. Come on. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. There's no place I'd rather be than to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Come on, you can be free in your spirit this morning. You can be freed in your mind today. God, I thank you, Jesus. God, you're awesome. God, you're mighty, Lord. You're so, so good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. And anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated for a few moments. Amen. I do want to say what an honor and what a privilege it is to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I just believe that God is able to do anything in this house. Amen. I know I'm, I may say that almost every time I get up here, but I do believe that God is able to do anything in this place. Amen. Whatever needs you uh, come in this house with this morning, I believe that God is able to meet and supply that need. Maybe you came uh, not knowing what's going to happen next. Maybe not knowing um, what tomorrow holds. But in this place today, there is a God. There is a Savior that holds you, that holds tomorrow, that holds the future. Amen. He knows exactly what's going on in your life, exactly what's going on in your spirit. Amen. And He is able to work. He is able to move. He's able to operate. You know, a lot of times you go... Uh, to the hospital and they they want to take x-rays or maybe do some type of scan so they can get a better look to see what's going on on the inside amen to see what would be the best procedure or maybe the best way uh to approach uh the, what the, the the ailment that you have what's going on in your body and and uh but when we come into the house of the lord amen we have a god that looks much deeper than just the outward appearance Amen. And he sees exactly what's going on on the inside of your mind. He sees exactly what's going on in your body. Amen. And he is able to heal. He's able to renew and to restore. Amen. We serve a God that he not only heals the body, he not only mends broken bones, but he is able to touch the mind. He's able to touch the emotions. He's able to reach down uh, in those things that, that people shy away from. And he's able to move and he's able to work. He's able to heal, to renew and restore. Amen. We serve a great, great, mighty God. I wonder, would you reach your hand over close to some, somebody close to you? I wonder, would you lift your voice? Let's begin to pray with one another uh, all across this sanctuary, all across this house right now. Hallelujah. How many wants the Lord to have his way in your neighbor's life, in your family member's life, and hallelujah, in, in, in your brother's life, in your sister's life? God, I pray, God, for my church family. God, I pray, Lord, that you would minister, that you would move, that you would work. God, that you would operate in this house today, God. Lord, there is no one as great and as mighty as you, but you are able in this house, God, to operate, God, to flow, to work, to move, God, to make a way even where there's seems to be no way, God, to do a work like nobody else can do, Lord. There is nothing, Jesus, too hard, nothing that you cannot accomplish in this house today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are able. You are good. Amen. If you have your Bibles, 
Amen. Psalms chapter 137, beginning with verse number 1. Amen. Psalms chapter 137. Beginning with verse number one. When you find it, you can say amen. Amen. I do want to say once again what an honor it is to be here. Give honor to uh, Pastor Moore, Sister Moore. Amen. Thankful for them. Amen. Been a blessing to me and my family. Amen. And thankful that we uh, can call them friend. Amen. Amen. I give, uh, give honor to my pastor, Brother Spears. Amen. For teaching and preaching the word of truth to me and my family. Amen. Psalms chapter 137, beginning with verse number 1. says, By the rivers of Babylon there we sat down. Yeah, we wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Saying, sang us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Amen. They sat down and they wept when they remembered Zion, when they remembered the church. Amen. I wonder, would you lay your Bibles down? Let's lift our hands together one more time all across the house of the Lord. Lord Jesus, God, I come before you right now. God, I pray that you'd empty me and myself, my own ideas, my own opinions. God, I pray that you'd fill me with your holy anointing. God, you see everyone that's in this house this morning. God, you see everyone that has a need. God, everyone that needs an answer from you today, God. Uh, and I know that your word is able to provide those answers that are needed in this house today, God. Uh, Lord, I pray, God, that you would have your way move and work in this house. Empty me of myself, my own ideas, uh, my own opinions, and fill me with your holy anointing. Put your words in my mouth, God, that I can speak to your people today, God. Lord, use me as an instrument and as a tool in the palm of your hand, God. Lord, that you would receive all the glory and the honor and the praise, God. Lord, I pray, God, that you would break down every wall. God, I pray, Lord, that your anointing would destroy every yoke of bondage. God, I pray that you would lift the heavy burden off the shoulders of your people today. God, call somebody out of darkness into your marvelous light. God, I pray, Lord, that your light would shine, God. Lord, that there is nothing that can stop you from doing what you desire to do today, God. Uh, Lord, help us to open up our hearts and our minds and to allow you to move in us, God. Uh, anoint every ear to hear your word today, God. Uh, bind up the brokenhearted and set every captive soul free. Uh, and if any good thing would happen in this house this morning, Lord, uh, let it be said that it was because of your anointing. Uh, I wonder, could we clap our hands together one more time? I wonder what somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, God, I thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, we need your word to penetrate our hearts. God, have your way in this house. God, you are good. You are great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. I come this morning. Amen. Even uh, last Tuesday night. Amen. I begin to feel this on my spirit and on my heart. Amen. But I want to preach to you this morning what the Lord has burdened me with for this service. What will you do with the branch? What will you do with the branch? Amen. Here, 
Uh, in the passage that we read, we discover, we find that the Jews have been taken captive and, and brought to the land of Babylon. And the, the word of the Lord tells us that they sat down by the rivers of Babylon and there uh, they hang their harps on the willows and, and they begin to weep and they begin to cry. And then the, those that had taken them captive and those that had carried them away into a strange land uh, come among them and they begin to re require of them and ask them to sing one of the songs of Zion. They begin to ask them, why, why don't you play us and sing us one of those old songs that you used to sing when you were in Zion, when you were in the house of the Lord. Can I tell you, these were men that knew how to sing praise to God. These were men that knew what it was like to sing unto the Lord. They knew what it was like to play on their harps unto the Lord but now life had taken them in the opposite direction and life had taken them to a place that was strange to them, to a place that was unfamiliar, to a place of uncertainty they did not understand exactly where they were and exactly what was going on in their lives and here they sat down by the brooks they sat down by the rivers and they have their harps and their something within them uh, that becomes tired and he heavy and weary uh, and they take their harps that they use to praise the Lord with uh, and now they hang them up on the branches uh, of those willows that are there beside the river uh, and can I tell you that something is on the inside of them uh, as they begin to look at these willows uh, and as they begin to look at their surroundings something uh, reminds them of Zion, uh, something Something reminds them of how things used to be, but we're no longer there anymore. There's no longer joy on the inside. There's no longer peace and happiness on the inside, but we're in a trial. We're in a strange place, and I don't know what's happening. I don't know what tomorrow holds anymore. I find myself in a strange land. They wept. As they remembered the church, as they remembered Zion. They were by the willows when they remembered, when they remembered how things used to be. When they remembered the goodness of God and the goodness of the land of God. Leviticus 23 and 40, down through verse 43, tells us. And you shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God seven days. And you shall keep it a feast unto the Lord seven days in a year. And it shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. Ye shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths. That your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths. When I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I am the Lord, your God. These willow branches were used in Jewish worship. It was to remind them how that God had led them out of Egypt and how that God had kept 
them and how God had provided for them in the wilderness. Oh, they were commanded to cut down branches and to bring them and to build for themselves tabernacles that they would never forget the goodness and the mercy of God that looked down on their sorrow and looked down while their ancestors were in bondage and called them up out of the land of Egypt into a land that flowed with milk and honey. But now they look at the branch and they're reminded of how things used to be and the devil no doubt begins to whisper his lies and begins to tell them, hey, what maybe God did it before, but he's not going to do it for you again. Maybe God made a way before, but now he's not going to work in your life and he's not going to move and work on your behalf. Oh, can I tell you, they found themselves in a strange place. It was easy to worship when everything was fine, but now things are not so easy. No doubt some of these men had cut down willow willow branches and brought them and used them in their worship to the Lord. But can I tell you, a lot of times life does not go the way that we plan. Life does not work out the way we have it mapped out. But can I let you know, the same God that delivered you before is able to deliver you again. The same God that moved and worked in your life before is the same God that's able to do it again. Hallelujah. Here the branch hung in front of them, reminding them of the goodness of God. And here they have the option. This harp that I carry around, this harp, this praise that I have, it's getting a little heavy now. It's getting a little burdensome because it doesn't feel like it used to feel because I find myself in the middle of a trial. I find myself with my back up against the wall and I don't know how I'm going to do it anymore. I don't know how much longer I can hold on. Oh, that praise has now become a burden. Oh, so we reach up and we place it on the branch. Oh, can I tell you that even though they did not feel like singing a song, the Word of God says that a song was still required of them. Can I tell you that no matter what you're going through, the world is still watching you and your loved ones are still watching you and they want to know about Jesus. They want to know about the work that he has done in your life. And Satan is saying, how can you praise God now? Even with all that you're facing in your body and in your mind, how can you tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord when you don't don't feel any goodness in your life anymore. How can you tell somebody of what God did for you before when you need him to do something now and he's not moving for you right now? How can you tell somebody that God gave you the victory when right now you're feeling defeated and right now you're feeling like it's over? Oh, world Christ, tell me about Jesus. 
Tell me about his amazing grace and his wonderful love. Tell me about how you were once lost, but now you're found. Sing me one of those old songs that remind me of the goodness and the mercy of God. Sing me one of those old songs that tell me this earth, this old world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Can I tell you today in the house of the Lord. This is not the end. This is not your final stop. Come on, you can use that branch to hang your praise or either you can cut down that branch and use it to praise God with and say, Lord, if you've done it before, you can do it again. If you saved me before, you can do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In that place, you can use it as a place to hang your praise. You can use that branch as a place to reach up and say, God, even though I might not feel it right now, I may have just been weeping. I may have just been crying. But God here in this place I'm still reminded of your goodness And God I will not fail to give you thanks For what you've already done in my life Oh others might use this as a place To hang their praise on But God I'm going to use this place As a stage to let the devil know That no matter how I'm feeling on the inside God is still a deliverer When I was bound up in sin God looked on me when I cried out to him and he brought me out of Egypt he took the stripes oh for my healing he took the pain he endured the cross despising the same why so that he could deliver me and that while I was yet a sinner Christ died for me not because I was perfect but because I was bound and because I was on my way to hell and he said I'm going to give him hope and a future and I tell you today you got to take down that branch and say I'm not giving up but this is just another place for me to praise my God this is just another place for me to let everybody know I'm still here and God's still my God he's still my captain he's still my healer he's still my reward he's still my rock he's still he's still moving in my life Hallelujah. I'd come this morning not to paint you a pretty rosy picture, but I come this morning to preach real life to us this morning. I come this morning to talk to somebody's situation. To minister to somebody right where they're living. Right on the banks of the rivers of Babylon. Feeling like this is all I've got left. I'm too weary, too exhausted. I've come a mighty long way from where I was. And I feel a million miles away from the presence 
and from the joy of the Lord. I wonder, would you lift your hands with me right now all across the house of the Lord? And you come, and time after time, you're reminded of how things once were. You're reminded of how things used to be. Oh, but can I tell you here in the house of the Lord this morning uh, that God is still God, uh, that He is still a Savior, uh, and that He is still a Deliverer. Uh, he is still a Waymaker. Uh, and like they sang this morning, He's still a Chain Breaker. Uh, there's not any sin. Uh, there's not any addiction. Uh, there's not any type of alcohol uh, or any type of drug uh, that can keep you from running into the presence of God. Hey, but what you need to do is cut down that branch and say, God, the devil gave me this spot for me to give up in. He said, I would never leave the rivers of Babylon. But God, I'm bringing my situation to you. It looks bad, God. It looks rough. It's got me in a place. Oh, but can I tell you, God is able to take that addiction and turn it into a deliverance. God's able to take that heartache and turn it into something that'll bring joy in your life. God's able to take that pain and turn it into an abundance of increase. God's able to work in your mind. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61 and 3 says to appoint unto them the morn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees, trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And I know Tuesday night I briefly quoted this verse, but today I feel like God really wants to minister to somebody here in this house today. The Word of God said to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Zion is the church. And there are men and women that walk into the house of God feeling pain, sorrow, and hurt, and grief, and loss. There are people under the sound of my voice this morning that have experienced intense pain and loss. There are people that sat here today that are faithful to the house of the Lord that come over and over and over and over again. But you come in and you wonder, are things ever going to get any better? If God is really for me, then why am I feeling what I'm feeling? Why am I hurting the way that I'm hurting? Why am I battling this depression in my mind like I'm battling in my mind? Why am I waking up in the middle of the night with fear and anxiety surrounding me and surrounding my bedside and filling up my entire room and the darkness feels like it's prevailing over me and I find myself in a state of panic and anxiety and wondering is things ever going to get better in my life? Oh, but can I tell you... 
I'm glad that you're here in the house of the Lord this morning because even though there are those that mourn in the house of God can I tell you that there is coming a day that he will give you beauty for your ashes I cannot tell you that it will be today but I can tell you that he said I'm going to do it for you and I'm going to turn it around for you what looks like death and destruction God knows how to turn it into something beautiful what looks like loss and grief and pain God knows how to make a masterpiece out of it God knows how to work my wife would make her way to the music Satan says, this is a good place for you to hang your praise. This is a good place for you to decide this is as far as I'm going. But I want to preach to somebody this morning that those that mourn in Zion, will find a comforter. And those that mourn in Zion will be given a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Oh, those that mourn in Zion will be given the oil of joy for mourning. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Can I tell you, when God speaks a word, it's not to be taken lightly. And it's not just to fill up space on a page, but it's to let somebody know, hey, just because you're mourning right now doesn't mean that I'm done working in your life. Just because you're broken right now doesn't mean that I'm finished. Come on, somebody ought to reach up and take down that branch and say, God, I'm still a worshiper. Come on, I'm still a praiser. It might not feel good, but you're still God. It might not feel right, but you're still righteous. You're still holy. Once they'd hang up their harps, all that was left for them to do was to sit down and weep. Can I tell you, if the devil can somehow steal your praise, he can get you to sit down and want to give up. please nothing that I'm saying this morning is meant to cut or to cause you to feel like you're being attacked but this morning I come to tell you one more time that God loves you that God cares about you that he cares about your life he cares about your home and he cares about your future. And he cares about your family. He cares about your pain. And he cares about your struggle. He... What will you do with the branch? What will you do? With the opportunity. Satan says, go ahead and give up. Oh, but there's something in you that remembers 
I remember Egypt. I remember that was a strange land. God delivered me out of Egypt. And here I am in another strange place. If God did it before, God can do it again. This situation reminds me of a past victory I've already felt. This branch reminds me that God sustained me even in the middle of the wilderness. This branch reminds me that every step I've taken, He was my keeper, He was my provider, He was my way maker. And I've come too far to give up now. Somebody ought to cut down that branch this morning and use it to welcome God into your situation. In Matthew chapter 21 and verse 8, it says, And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strode them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the height. I'm cutting down my branch. And God, I'm waving it before you. And I'm saying, Hosanna. Hosanna to the Son of David. I'm giving you the highest praise for you deserve it all. God, you see my situation. You see what I'm going through. I'm using it to invite you in. I'm using it to tell you you're welcome to come riding down the streets of my life. Come riding down the streets of my heart. God, and move and work in my life. it up. Oh, just hang up the heart. God's not done with me yet. God's not finished with me yet. Hallelujah. What the devil has tried to use to separate you from God, you can use that same trial that same circumstance and that same situation and draw closer to God than you've ever been before and let the devil know, hey, you thought you had me beat down in defeat, but in my heart I'm still a worshiper. In my heart I'm still a praiser. In my heart I still remember the kindness and the goodness of the Lord. Jesus, here I am. I'm in a strange place. But it's not strange to you, God. You know exactly where I am. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Come on, I will praise Him. I will worship Him. I will magnify Him for He heard me when I cried and he delivered me out of the hand of all my fears. Oh, 
I come to preach to somebody this morning. God has brought you back and God has renewed you and God has restored you. But on the inside, you're feeling some of those things, same things that drug you off before. You're feeling them reach for your heart again. And you feel them pull and tug on you again. You feel them trying to get your attention again. But I've come to preach to you this morning. Don't let the adversary get a grip back a hold of your heart. Don't let the adversary get a grip back a hold of your mind. But you let him know God already delivered me. God already set me free. God already called me out of darkness. I'm not going back and I'm not just going to sit here but I'm going forward I'm going to grow in the goodness of the Lord (laughs) oh come on lift your voice all across this house lift your voice all across this house yeah Come on, I come to ask you, what will you do with the branch? What will you do with the opportunity to give up? What will you do with the opportunity to throw in the towel? What will you do with the opportunity? Satan says it's never going to get better. Satan says, hey, maybe he's just a God of miracles in the Bible. Maybe that's just a bunch of fairy tales. But can I let you know tonight, he's still the same God. He's still the same healer. He's still the same deliverer. Can I preach to a Job in the house today? Job. Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's nobody like him. Oh, yeah. You put a hedge around him. He don't love you for nothing. He loves you because you're good to him. take that your hand off of you take that head away from him I'll make him curse you to your face and in one day's time everything Job had was gone can I tell you what Satan was doing Satan was building a platform Satan was building a stage and all of heaven and all of earth was looking on. They were looking at the life of Job to see what Job was going to do and the stage is set as the last servant leaves and brings him more bad news. Here's Job. Walking out onto the stage that was set for him. Will you curse God? Will you give up, Job? What are you going to do? What will you do with the brand? What will you do with this opportunity, Job? All eyes are on you. The decision you make today, child of God, can affect those eyes that are looking at you. The choice you make this morning can affect those little feet that run behind you. You told them, come on, the 
the choice you make in the house of the Lord this morning can affect that prodigal son, that prodigal daughter that's looking at you and stand trying to decide what the God. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house this morning. Come on, somebody ought to stir up something on the inside of them and say, God, you're not finished yet. And if you're not finished, I'm not done. If you're not done, then I'm going to keep pressing on. What are you going to do, Job? Satan, no doubt, is filled with excitement, watching and waiting. This is my moment to, to show up God, to, to let God know Job ain't as faithful as you thought. But Job walks out and he falls on his face. And maybe Satan is thinking, ha look at there. He's flat on his face. But it says, then Job arose and met his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground. And the next two words say, and worshiped. He wasn't running the aisles. He wasn't waving his arms and jumping wildly and ecstatically. But he had found the place of worship down deep on the inside that said naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away blessed be the name of the Lord I want to ask somebody this morning what will you do with the branch what will you do with the with the opportunity the stage is set for you come on I pray that you would make up your mind this morning I'm not giving up I'm not throwing in the towel but I desire a relationship with Jesus and I will not lose that for anything in this world I'm not serving him for his blessings but I'm serving him because he is God come on let's pray together all across this house come on let's pray lift your voice all across this place I come to tell you there's some decisions that have to be made in the house of the Lord this morning Come on, there's decisions that have to be made in this place. Come on, God, I'm making up my mind. I'm not giving up. Come on, if you're praying, come on, continue to pray. But I got a little bit I feel like I need to say. Come on, in Isaiah 11 and 1, it says, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Can I tell you that Jesus is that branch oh, that was promised? Jesus was that branch that would come from Jesse and that would come from David. I want to ask somebody this morning, what will you do with Jesus? What will you do with the opportunity that's been given you here this morning? What will you do with Jesus as he pulls on your heart, as he tugs on your heart string, as he lets you know there's a better life for you, there's a place of deliverance, there's a place of victory, there's a place of triumph, there's a place to find redemption in the name of Jesus. Come on, as my wife begins to sing, would you lift your voice all across this house? You're already praying. Oh, God. Joe, why don't you curse God and die? 
to the name of the Lord. Cry out to the name of the Lord. Come on. He's a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Oh, God, have your way. Have your way. Nothing's gonna steal my praise. Nothing's gonna steal my praise. I won't let the storms cry. I won't let the storms cry. Oh, say I will praise you. I will praise you. I will praise you. I will praise you. I won't let the storms cry.
on, come on, that's it, that's it. Yeah. I'm gonna sing louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praise. I'm from the ashes.
Church, can I have your attention for just a minute? Just before turning this service to Brother Rouse, I reached and grabbed this bottle of water. And I said, it's like medicine. But unless you open it, I made this statement, but they're childproof. Working with God's right, the opposite. Unless you become as a child and humble yourself. If you do a study on the city of Babylon through the eyes of man, our military, there was nobody could take that city. It was the greatest city ever been built. In military speaking, nobody could take it. And we all find ourselves in a city of Babylon. It's different types, forms, and shapes. I felt impressed with this in the Lord. We focus a lot, and rightly so, on two elements called drugs and alcohol. But there's so many more. There are so many more. And the devil uses them, and it's more of a spiritual thing than a physical thing. It's just the manifestation. I, I believe this. Even drugs and alcohol, there is demons that drives those and use them as means and ways to captivate us because of the fallen nature. And so it doesn't matter. We all have to become like that little child that doesn't have the resources or the power or the ability within themselves to get, find the deliverance. I'm going to depend on you, God, and you alone. The same way with salvation. You can't save yourself. You gotta have a lamb. You gotta have a savior. Same way with the cities of Babylon. Regardless, regardless. And I can name a few right now, and I won't because I, I, I'm not out. I'm not out to embarrass by no means. But I can name a few. But they're just as real and just as powerful as if though it was drugs or alcohol or the city of Babylon itself. But if you'll just humble yourself as a child. Because God made this thing where even children, if you'll just humble yourself. Now fix a step into something. Kind of not sure I don't want to cross no lines here.
I want Brother Rouse, Sister Rouse, if you would, I want y'all to come and stand in front of me this morning. This good couple has given themselves and sacrificed and reached out and picked up lives and blessed homes. And I don't even know, I don't even know a, 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 maybe a small percentage of it. And um, this is what we'll be careful. <laughs> a few weeks ago, as you know, something happened. And I, would you know, the young little feller's not with him any longer. And, uh, and I promise you, brother and sister Rouse, none of this hit me until this morning. It hit me. And so I just felt from the Lord that, you know what? They're constantly doing the giving. They're, they're doing the sacrifice. But this church is fixing to take this situation with them in prayer to the point that I'm going to step out on limb of faith because they want direction. They want to know what to do. I'm going to ask for a boy. I mean, if we're going to do this, as Bishop Odom said, if we're going to do it, let's do it right. So we're going to ask for a boy. And if I'm out of line, y'all can beat me up, send a check back, do whatever. <laughs> Praise God. But I feel like I feel like we're in the Holy Ghost today. Because this, if the enemy can have his way, would devastate him. But you know what? The enemy's not going to have his way. Because you and I as a church, we're going to bond together and bind together. And we're going to pray this morning that God will give him direction. And he'll make a way. And his will will be done. God knows. God knows where Braden's at. He knows the best for him. And he knows how to give them one. And not just a baby. I'm asking for a boy. And don't you bug me on this. <laughs> okay? So we're going to do it together. One mind, one accord, and one spirit. He's the head. He can give and take. He's a blesser. He'll give us the desires of our heart. And I'm telling you, this couple has, has went overboard God knows. I don't, but God knows. And so we're going to bond together and bind together here this morning and pray. The hand of God move on this circumstance and situation. And if I cross some private lines there, forgive me. I'm just trying to obey God. So let's do it. Would you stand with me? Let's pray together. Why don't we gather in if you can? It's
Praise God. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. Praying for these, especially these that came this morning. You hold on. You humble yourself. He delivers. And his arm is not too short. And his ears not dull of hearing your cry. You keep crying, you keep reaching. God's got you. He knows where you're at. He knows your struggle. And everybody's got one different. I don't care who you are, and everybody's got struggles. But God's going to see us through. Love you this morning. Appreciate you, your response here. God bless each one of you. Come back tonight. Amen. Practice any kind of practice. Amen. Corral practice at 4.30. Prayer time at 5.30. 6 o'clock service time. Come back expecting a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. If you don't have it, come back to expect to get it. Amen. Ask him for it. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. That's what I do. I come asking and seeking because he's the one that can give it to you. It's a promise from God, not man. It's a promise from God. God bless you this morning. Appreciate you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.